weekend. What a weekend it was, and not all good. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Bill Michaels Show with oodles to talk about. Um, where do you begin? You know, um, <laughs> Packers got a win, and uh, it was it was ugly. But you know what? You take it. If we, we can look at brighter side stuff today, you can say, you know what? Good teams. Find ways to win ugly games. That was a dogfight. That was a dogfight against a third-string quarterback who did everything he could just to keep his team relevant. That was uh, a dogfight with uh, a head coach in Bill Belichick who has just got the capability to turn things on at the right time and make life difficult. That was a dogfight through errors, ineptitude, um, at times, questionable play calling, both defensively and offensively. That was a special teams victory to where at least special teams, you can hold your head high. Mason Crosby can breathe a little. He gets a little, I don't want to say redemption, but for everybody who wanted to throw him out and off the bus last year, he comes back. And uh, I had said last night during the Green and Gold postgame show, I said, if you just watch him, just watch uh, Mason Crosby, and I, I watched him when he came out at, at halftime uh, to kick just before the second half got underway. He was hitting about 52 yards towards that end zone. That was about his limit. Uh, 55-ish would have been about the max, but still, for Mason Crosby, it's not a bad way to go. So I thought, man, if they get within 52 or in, 45 and in or we'd be better, I think they're going to win the game, and damned if they didn't, the Packers got to win. You win an ugly game. That's you, you. It is. It's just. It's ugly. There's nothing you can do about it. You grab it. You move on. The bottom line is, you're three and one. Are you playoff ready? Hell no. Hell's nah. But you win. In the meantime, the Brewers. Uh, we'll talk Brewers at some point. Uh, it just every time the brass ring is right there in front of them, they uh, they don't catch it. Pardon the pun. They just have the opportunities, and it just goes by the wayside. And then we had talked about it. We had discussed it going back to the Washington State loss. And I had said at the time there was somebody that I had talked to that was pretty close to the organization. And and I, 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 I talked to him, and I said, hey, look, you know, what is the likelihood, come on, you know, that Paul Chris gets fired? And I was surprised that there was this timeline of consideration that, uh, you know, a couple of years, this year and next, and see what happens and, you know, see if things progress. And then after Washington State, it was kind of like, eh, you know, that that may accelerate things. And I said, really? You know, yeah, losing a, uh, to a, a team on the schedule that you booked thinking – that was a warm-up game to get you into the Big Ten season, which was to get you ready for Ohio State. And then you talk about the development of Graham Mertz. This guy was a five-star quarterback coming out of high school, and there has not been much development. To watch the the the, the team kind of steadily slide and then to get boat raced by Ohio State, and I don't care what you said. Some people accepted it. I didn't because you came out looking awful. 
defensively and offensively. And defensively has been what's been carrying this team. You know, the tradition of, you know, really tough, hard-nosed defense, secondary play, hard-hitting, you know, guys coming off the edge, corners, sacks, pressures, you know, stopping the run. And to watch them just get boat raced and have no answer in the trenches, they're getting their asses handed to them. And I'm thinking, this is not Wisconsin football. But, you know, it's Ohio State. It's Ohio State. So that's okay. No, it's not okay. If you if you want to talk about winning the Big Ten, that's not okay. So you got to bounce back. Character, you got to come back. And here comes Illinois. And you know you should beat Illinois. But what doubles down on this is the unthinkable. You know, Ben and I talked about it on Friday. I'm like, let's just take for, for if God himself comes down and coaches Illinois and plays for Illinois and some by the grace of God, Illinois wins this game. What's the mood going to be like? Oh, well, that's not going to happen. You know, we we talked about that possibility, but in the back of our minds, we're like, that's that's not going to happen. You know, that that's that's not, not going to happen. And not only did you lose, you got humiliated by a bad football team and by Brett Bielema. And I had uh, I had texted. I was we were traveling. On Saturday, and then we got back to uh, the Milwaukee area in Grafton, and Kristen and I went and saw her son play. And I, I got to be honest, I listened to part of the game. Well, by the way, coming up here in about ten minutes, we got Matt LePay. I listened to part of the game, and I was like, "Wow, you know, this is not good." And then I, I kind of shut it off. And uh, a guy next to me, sitting in the stands, said, "Oh my God, it's over. They got killed." And I texted my buddy right away, and I said, and? And all I got back was, done, exclamation point. And I thought, "Mm, I don't know if that game's going to be the difference. And damned if it wasn't. When you start looking like your team has said, you know what, to hell with this. All the talk about seniors stepping up, about not losing this, about character and getting back to Wisconsin football – Lip service, lip service. That's all it was. Now, whether they have that capability, I don't know. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. But I do know that a different voice is now going to be leading that team. And maybe it was just time. Maybe it was as, maybe it was just time. I, I don't. I don't necessarily buy the fact that anybody over the age of fifty can't relate to people today maybe just some guy body over the age of 50 relates better i mean look at nick saban you know come on you know he's over the age of 50 so that that are that argument goes out the window but if you suddenly start having guys in a locker room just go yeah nah it happens i have never watching part of that replay never heard the booing at camp randall like i heard on the television broadcast, the rebroadcast, because I, I DVR everything, on the uh, the television broadcast like I heard. And I went, oh, okay. Chris McIntosh is sitting up in his suite going, holy crap. This, this place is turned on them. We can't have this. We are a Big Ten football team. We should be the winners of the West. We should be representing in a Big Ten championship game. We should be competitive in a Big Ten championship game. We were ranked number 18 at the beginning of the year. We should be climbing, and instead, we're descending 
rapidly and embarrassingly. We're better than this. And, and when you start to say all those things, that means you have to make a move. And they did. Paul Christ, very likable guy, had a lot of success uh, in many different areas, but this was just not it. Paul Christ out as the head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. So before we get to Matt LaPay, uh, bring in Ben Kenny And Ben, now, um, you give me, as a guy that's there, you give me your perspective on this. Goodness, uh, a lot there. Number one, I mean, it's unprecedented. They fired a coach on October 2nd. It's the first time they fired a coach in forever, but to do it at this point begs the question of why now. I think the why, as you outlined, is very clear. Uh, Chris McIntosh didn't see Chris as the long-term answer there, so why have some sort of a lame duck situation when you already thought about moving on? And obviously the loss to Illinois expedited uh, those decisions. The question, though, is why now? And Jim Leonard is the name getting thrown out there. He's the interim now. I think he'll be the head coach. The rest of this season, to me, kind of feels like not an audition because the team is kind of dysfunctional, more of a trial run where Leonard sees if he's ready or if he even wants the job. And then if he's not ready, you are still in the running because of when you fired your coach to get some of the top guys, Lance Leipold, whoever else is on the market. It's, I mean, I was floored that they actually did it, to be honest. Wisconsin is always a program that moves slowly, right. sometimes to a fault, and they fall behind at times. They are like, this is a, they ran up tempo offense on Sunday for the first time, uh, really ever. So I don't know really what to think. It's all about the next decisions are like, this is a seminal moment in the program's uh, future history, all of that, because college football is changing. They're bringing in a new voice. What avenue do they go down? How do they reconfigure the staff? Do you actually invest in the staff? Do you invest in recruiting? Do you invest in everything that you need to succeed in today's age? So it's not only about the name that's going to be up there. It's how does this program change this offseason and going forward uh, to try to get better? Because right now they are on a really significant slide. Yeah, um, you know, not to... I'm not sitting here in dancing on anybody's grave by any comparison. I'll tell you that. I look at this and say that it was time, the direction they were headed. It was time. Um, you need to do something regarding recruiting and keeping up with the Joneses. You can't allow this to fall into the abyss. Uh, so I give, and I'm sure Chris McIntosh, this, as he stated, this is not an easy decision by any stretch of the imagination. This was something that, that he probably took very seriously and just didn't really want to do, but felt it was necessary at the time. Um, but it, it 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 needed to be done. You know, when I heard what happened that they lost, and then I witnessed the game, I was just like, "Wow, that's that's it." it the move had to be made. I can. It reminded me very reminiscently of the. Uh, the Arizona game, and we're going to take a break here in a minute because we want to get to Matt LePay. The Arizona game where the Packers fired Mike McCarthy, where the Packers gave up. It, it was awful. They just gave up. And then you start to see empty seats inside Lambeau Field, and that's why Mark Murphy said, you know what, we got we got to go. We got to, we got to do this now. We got to put this group out of their misery. We got to begin the rebuild immediately and get a jump started on this thing. It it. I get it. It didn't make sense because you'd gone through the majority of the season. You only had a few games remaining, but I, I understand it. 
I understand that. You couldn't let this continue to linger. You still got too much season ahead of you. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, Matt LaPay, the voice of the Wisconsin Badgers, who uh, witnessed this uh, entirety up close and personal. We're going to talk with him when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you on board today. A uh, a tough day after a rough weekend. Uh, Packers uh, get by. It's a win. You take it, but uh, not the, the the style points you were kind of hoping for. In addition to that, uh, the Brewers had an off weekend, and then you've got uh, Matt LePay uh, on the line to talk about what happened out at Camp Randall and the fact that uh, the Wisconsin Badgers have decided to go in a different direction after Paul Chris. Matt now joining us on the hotline. Matt, how you been, buddy? Good, Billy. You've been a long time. How you doing, man? I am doing. Uh, I'm doing good. I mean, it's obviously a lot to talk to uh, talk about when it comes to the world of sports. But it's a tough day anytime you've got somebody that has really given their heart and soul to a program, no matter whether it's pro or college. But uh, when they when they lose their job, and I like Paul Christ. I don't know what the message was or whether it was stale or what have you. I, I just you tell me what led up to this. Yeah, it's hard to. I've, I've told people this, Billy. It's hard for me to to read the mind of of, of Chris McIntosh. Just, but knowing Mac from his playing days, and certainly knowing him as a senior staffer in the last fifteen months as the athletics director, you know he he's methodical in his decisions. He's you know much like his predecessor in, in that regard. You gather the information that you have, you make a decision, you move forward, and then. Uh, it just seems to me, and I couldn't tell you all the specifics, but the importance of football to this athletic department and most across the country, if you see slippage, you see yourself hitting into a danger zone, if that's what your belief is, then you make a change. And it's very unwisconsin like to make it in the middle of the season, but it seems clear that, that Mac looks at it that the risk is greater in letting it ride through the rest of the season than it would be to making a move, particularly when there is someone on the staff who they feel very strongly about uh, and who is, they think can be the guy that can at least guide them through the rest of this season and Jim Leonard. And then who knows, uh, you know, hopefully for, for many years to come, but first things first, they feel great about having someone like Jim on the staff and maybe they could slow down what they see as a as a unfortunate trend with this team not playing very good football recruiting uh, if you depend on certain services uh it, it that seems to be a little bit of slippage so worst case scenario for this program or most is to have football take a dive and if they feel like that's in danger then this is the move that they made Let's talk about Jim Leonard a minute. Obviously, his defenses, and I, I thought uh, Kirk Herbstreit in the game against Ohio State had said it over and over again that his defenses have been in the top five pretty much since he had taken over, and we have seen some slippage in that area. Now my question is, Jim Leonard goes from being a defensive coordinator to the head coach. 
Give me your thoughts on Jim and now wrapping his arms around an entire program rather than a defense. Well, he's a he is a wicked smart guy. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, you don't. I mean, he obviously was very athletic. You can't play in the league without the athletic ability. But you know, ten years in the NFL, uh, walk onto an All American here, undrafted to a respected ten year vet in the NFL. You don't do that without having an incredible football acumen, which he which he has. We're all kind of curious as to how this will work on a game day. You know, does he? How much of a hand does he still have in the defense? Does he still coordinate it? Is there more delegating that goes on? How that works moving forward remains to be seen. But I, I do think, Bill, uh, I mean, all these guys involved are the principals I've known since their playing days, and I, and I have them all in very high regard, uh, both professionally and personally. But I think Jim is a guy whose makeup, his ability to relate to today's players, um, he just he has a way about him that I think is really, really enticing. There's a reason why he's been a popular target of blue blood programs. Um, obviously, the Green Bay Packers uh, were very, very interested in him being the defensive coordinator not that long ago. Um, I think he is an incredibly smart, well-rounded guy who, in my opinion, has the chops to handle what there is to handle as a head coach. As far as the outside stuff, he's good with people, good with the media, all of that, and however much you want to put on that and how important that is. Um, to me, he has a really, really intriguing and promising makeup. Hasn't done this before, so you, know, you can't say for sure, but I like his chances of being really good at this. Um, here's almost an unanswerable question, but I want to ask it anyway. Does this move get made if Jim Leonard is not on staff? I think, Billy, it'd be, it's, I don't want to say easier to make, but it's more manageable to make. If, if they, mm-hmm. I, I have to think, and, I'm, and it's always dangerous to try to read someone's mind here, but if Chris McIntosh didn't believe there was someone on board right now who could handle choppy waters like this, then maybe it's a move you're more hesitant to make. Uh, But again, he is held in extremely high regard. Jim is, there is absolutely no question about that. Does that guarantee anything? Absolutely not. So I, I guess that's the best way I can answer that. That makes a very painful decision, at least a little more manageable with the confidence that Mac and many others have in Jim Leonard's capabilities. What do you think happens with the staff that was just obtained by Paul Christ and, and Chris McIntosh? Uh, is, is everybody on a one-year review, or is this something that they feel confident in many other areas? They had just lost confidence in the head coach. Do you get the sense? Was there any infighting? Was there, was there disagreements with this staff without getting into the specifics? Not that I know of, Bill, but I'm not in those meetings, so I'm sure that uh, in the course of of any season, you're going to have heated discussions. If you're two and three, or if you're five and zero, oh, you're probably going to have some lively conversations on the staff. But I, I don't know of any great locker room divide or or any coaching staff divide. I mean, look, they there hasn't been an area where they've been really good, particularly these last couple of weeks. I mean, as great as the defense has been under Jim, it, it's been been tough here these last couple of weeks. So as far as staff structure, 
it would be pretty irresponsible speculation on my part. I have no idea. And I'm not sure Jim does either. He has to let, he has to kind of let this play out too, as to what happens long-term if he's going to be in this position long-term, anything else would be just reckless, reckless guesswork. Talking with Matt LePay, the voice of the Wisconsin Badgers, yeah, the day after they let uh, Paul Christ go. Uh, so now you look at the program and you think, okay, the development of Graham Mertz, was that stymied by, accelerated by, or is this situation just kind of hampered uh, his growth or the offense? And the, You know, I, Matt, we, we looked at this thing with a five-star quarterback coming in, and we thought, okay, finally, the next guy after Russell Wilson to really be able to, able to guide the Badgers. Talk about specifically the quarterback play and what you've seen in the growth or lack thereof out of Graham Mertz. Well, I think early in the season there were really positive signs of growth, or even last Saturday, the way the game started. I mean, he's zipping the ball, throwing it with great confidence, and then, you know, when the running game couldn't get going, that made everything more difficult. And he had, you know, the two interceptions he had Saturday, the first one I really can't put on him. The second one you can. Uh, you know, he did a great job of avoiding the rush, but had a, had a bad throw and, and, and paid for it. I do think in fairness to Graham here, he's had, uh, you know, multiple voices. Uh, you know, John Budmeyer handled the quarterback coaching duties, and, and then, you know, he moved on, and I, he actually was, was sick and missed a good portion of the of the 2020 season, talking about Johnny. Um, you know, you have Paul back in there last year. Now you got Bobby Ingram, Keller Christ helping out as he can. So it's been, it's been multiple voices. Uh, I, I can't imagine that that is – that is ideal. Graham, in the COVID year, got COVID right after his dream first game against Illinois. That knocked him back for a time. Last year, it looked like he was getting into a rhythm. Got hurt in the second half of the Michigan game. But I think in a bigger picture, Bill, what you find with a program like a Wisconsin, if you have a four- or five-star and it doesn't unfold the way you want, it hurts you more than, let's say, at Ohio State, which is a program loaded with four and five stars. And you get a couple guys that don't work out, then you just go to the next guy in line. Really loose but dangerous comparison here. I, with Wisconsin, anytime you, you compare pro to college, it could be dangerous at best. But in a lot of ways, I look at Wisconsin in a similar way I look at the Milwaukee Brewers. If you've got a $26 million left fielder who isn't very good anymore, that could kill you as a as a mm-hmm. small market baseball franchise. If you're the Dodgers, you can overcome that. And I think where Wisconsin sits, it's a similar thing. Whatever the reasons, if you have a key player who you're really counting on, four or five star, and it, 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 he be, he doesn't live up to the expectations of people, that hurts you more at a place like Wisconsin than it does at an Alabama, a Clemson, an Ohio State, a Georgia, et cetera. And that's that's just the world that we're in. People don't like to to accept that, but that's the reality. Matt, real quick before I let you go, and I know you got to run. You've been great with us, but I let me, now now what? And what does this team have to do to improve? I mean, it's easy to wrap your hands around and go, they just got to get better. But specifically, is there an area that you got to say this has to be better for this team to have success? Well, from a pure football standpoint, Bill, they, they have to try, and it's more it's a product of luck here, too. They need to get some continuity on the offensive line. They haven't had that this season. Um, I know that's hard for people to, you know, I'm not using that as an excuse, but you know the game, you hear it all the time. You need continuity up front and reestablish your identity, and that's being able to run the ball, run it effectively, to set up your passing game. I think that is 
That is first and foremost. Be able to reestablish the line of scrimmage uh, on on both sides. Uh, defensively, they've they've had more missed tackles than usual. A lot of new starters. I mean, it was I think a reasonable expectation that it would take some time for for this defense to to round in the form. But you know, in the first half Saturday, short fields got them off of turnovers. In the second half, that wasn't the case. They got they got knocked around a little bit, and and get guys to the ground when you get your arms around them. I mean, those are the the, the simple things there, uh, as I see it. No matter who the coach is. But first and foremost, when you think of Wisconsin, you think of now getting Braylon Allen going, getting Chaz Malusi going. Those guys are getting hit way too early in a play. They're not able to, to you know, hit the second level. They're having a hard time squeezing through the first with the early contact. So if they can get a little bit more continuity on the offensive line, get some rhythm, and get these guys going, then that could make a world of difference with what they're trying to do offensively. Matt, uh, great stuff. Uh, it's been far too long. We've got to get you on more often, but I appreciate it, man, and uh, best of luck, okay? All right, brother. Good talking to you. Take care. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Matt LePay, the voice of the Wisconsin Badgers, very as honest as he can be and as frank as he can be. It just uh, the, the program started to slide. It started to get away from him, and you got to stop the slide, and that's uh, that's what happened. That's what Chris, Ma- Chris the, the decision Chris McIntosh made and like I said it's very reminiscent to me of when Mike McCarthy got fired where you like to wait to the end of the season you like to do it in a more dignified manner you like to give not only the exiting coach his proper due uh, but you'd also like the the team to correct itself and to, to feel good about a certain situation and sometimes the the situation itself dictates as to what is going to happen and what happened on Saturday was was the uh, the beginning of the end, uh, as a matter of fact. Let's do this. Uh, we're going to step away, take a quick break. I, I do I, – yesterday a big Packers win. Uh, in this, Not in the sense that it was a big win over a great team, okay? But to come back for such an ugly performance, we're going to talk about that all day, okay? And make no mistake about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss it. I want to get into it, okay? But I, I want Badger fans to give me your reaction to what you witnessed on Saturday, to the firing of Paul Christ yesterday, and to where the program needs to go in the future. Give me your thoughts, your direction, your discussion, your confidence in Wisconsin Badger football. Your confidence now in Wisconsin Badger football. If you have it or if you don't. I want to get your, I want to kind of gauge your level of it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Male Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, beyond the borders. They, uh, they've been getting it done for a long, long time. 98% success rate when it comes to, um, you know, uh, ED. And they can all but help you, okay? I mean, just about guaranteeing the fact that they can. How about uh, if you're kind of moody, you're up and down, you're sluggish, you're just not, you're not feeling it. Putting on weight, it could be the fact that uh, you are suffering from some low T. If you're over the age of 30, it takes you maybe 10 minutes to get your numbers checked. It really is, is nothing at all. Just stop in and, and tell them we sent you. How about an all-in-one weight loss program? As the fall sets in, here come the holidays, the cakes, the cookies, the pies, all the treats, and you're not eating right, you're not getting out, you're not walking, you're not healthy, maybe this is a way to jumpstart it. The all-in-one weight loss program, all you got to do is call 414-455-4451, 414 414- 
888-957-9570. Want to hear from you Badger fans now. The thought regarding the program, the firing of, of Paul Christ, and the direction this program is headed. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Thanks to them for uh, both this show and the uh, Green and Gold postgame show, which we had a uh, terrific time bringing you last night, even during a uh, an overtime win by the Green Bay Packers. But uh, today we got Eric Branchek uh, coming up at noon. We're going to push him back an extra hour just because we want to talk a little bit about the Badgers and what's going on there. Uh, also, we got a lot more on the docket today, including Mike Clemens. So stay tuned for all of that stuff coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, we're going to have Mike later on in the program uh, today as well, obviously. But uh, just wanted to kind of touch base on the um, on the situation that is, and, and that is the fact that uh, Paul Chris let go, and now you've got uh, kind of a, a new start, if you will, for the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, this one uh, is from Anthony, who says, uh, um, I think it was time for Paul Chris to go. He's a likable guy, but he became stale. Uh, just look at the passion that he had to the media. I don't think he has the same passion on the sidelines or at least behind closed doors. Guys like him find him funny, but do they laugh at him or with him? I, no, no, yeah, no. I don't think anybody was la- – I think we have had at times where press conferences were a little bit like what was just said, you know, that type of thing. But you don't know if you're not in that room. Guys are very different. Coaches are very different behind closed doors. So all I can say is the product on the field was not to the level of Wisconsin Badger football and what is expected. And when you start to see the slide, and Matt Matt LaPay alluded to it moments ago on the program, when you start to see the slide on the field, and you feel like you can't stop it. And you've had a bit of a slide in recruiting. And that is being discussed. And you can just feel the program is it's 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 on the downside. And no it's kind of like unacceptable. Your your level, your standard should be up, not down after the success you've had. And when you see it coming, you got to you got to do something about it you got to do something about it. Coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to hear from Jim Leonard and Chris McIntosh, both of their comments from yesterday. So that's going to be right around the corner. Um, the uh, this It says uh, next season is going to be even more different for Wisconsin than it seems right now. Ingram's going to be gone as the offensive coordinator. Maybe look at uh, Scott Tolzien. Um, Rogers raves about Tolzien being a film rat in Green Bay. He has spent some of the time with Kellen Moore in Dallas. I also believe that Mertz hits the transfer portal after this year. Chris is gone, and rightfully so. He's been a public enemy number one in Madison for a couple of years now. If Wisconsin doesn't have a problem paying a, a nice buyout to Chris, they better pony up the cash for a revamped recruiting department. Huge fork in the road for Wisconsin football. You bring up a good point. Your life's blood as a head coach. You can you can do anything and everything you can on the field in X's and O's. But if your school 
does not put the proper resources in place for recruiting, which is really the and, and that needs to be recognized. If they don't do that, and don't give me the well, I think we've done enough. If you think you haven't done enough, if you know you've done enough, and if you know that you are head and shoulders above many or all, then you go and say, we've done enough, the coach hasn't executed. But if you're going to help out a new head coach, and I don't care if it's uh, Jim Leonard or anybody else coming into the program, I I hear every now and then, we think we've done, no, 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 no. When you think you've done enough means you're not sure, means you don't, means you're doubting yourself. Have you done enough? You, You know, you know if you've done enough. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I know that some of the things that have come out of Wisconsin have not been good when, in regards to recruiting, in, regard, in regards to the resources dedicated to it. But I do know one thing. When I hear the words, I think we've done enough, then I go, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. You're, you're, you're chasing those that are ahead of you thinking you've done enough. Look yourself in the mirror and say, did I do enough? And if you can say, I've done enough, I've done more than enough, under-promised, over-delivered, then you go ahead in that direction and you say, yeah, I think I can do it. Uh, 877-867-1670, Do This one uh, is from Rick who says, I hope the Badgers don't revert to the John Jardine years. Yeah, I'm that old. Well, <laughs> You know, go all the way back to the Morton days. The Morton days weren't that bad either, or weren't that good either. Not until Barry got here and Barry took over the program and said, here we go. Um, Tom says, uh, we've all been spoiled by Wisconsin pro and college sports. P.S. I like being spoiled. Uh, Rick then saying uh, recruiting is everything. Um, and, 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 you know, college sports, I mean, that's all it's all about is recruiting is what you get. Um, Braylon Allen said, anyone who isn't, who, uh, wanted coach Chris gone is not a part of this team. And, uh, the winter man says, uh, it doesn't sound like that's lost the locker room. That's from a team leader though. You don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I couldn't tell you, you know, you may, you may hear other people. Braylon Allen is taking the role of leadership. I appreciate that. Now, the one thing, if I'm in that locker room, I don't know if I'd appreciate unless I've already spoken with him, is to say he's speaking for me. You know, this is where uh, a CEO who's been there a while and the company has seen a lot of success gets let go because the company has not reached its goals. And guys or girls inside that company say, anybody that didn't support that guy, he's not one of us. Well, you don't know if Tony down in the mail room or if Steve on the production line or if Artie over there in uh, sales, you don't know how they feel maybe. So you can say it sounds like he, does. he He put it this way. He didn't lose Braylon Allen, but you don't know what was said inside that locker room and what people feel. I've been a part of that. You know, I sometimes you look at it and go, man, um, you had really, really good leadership. And things were really cooking along, and somebody with a different idea comes along and says, no, nope, not not what we want, not what we're accustomed to. Or you see a slide and you think, we can fix this. 
And then when the coach gets fired, it's kind of like it's the admittance of failure on your part as well. And, and Braylon Allen probably taking a lot of that personally. And I appreciate that. As a leader, I appreciate that. Because he's probably looking at it going, had we done our job, coach isn't fired. I mean, that's, that's an indictment of you and your performance as well. Don't forget. Because they're not firing people if he's undefeated or has one loss to Ohio State in a close, hard-fought game, right? Uh, Brent says, uh, I think that it was time for Coach Chris to go. He's done a lot for the state of Wisconsin. His family certainly has as well down in Platteville, but this is a tough day for all of us. Wisconsin football is better than this. It needs to go to a higher level. It needs to chase Ohio State, grab them by the ankles, and eventually drag them down. If we're not striving for that, then what are we doing? We're throwing money down a money a money pit, building bigger and better stadiums to do what? To keep up with the Joneses, only to tell ourselves that we're doing all we can, but actually falling short. If the recruiting department is not getting enough funding, not getting enough resources, then why are you building a bigger end of the stadium just to be able to sell beer and make more money? If that's all this is all about, just tell us we can send in a donation and not have to get amped up on Saturdays. That's from Brent. Brent, thanks for the email. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break, come back. A lot more of this is pouring in. Want your opinion? Give us a call. And that's a great one, by the way. Brent, if you want to call in, call in. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. The state of Wisconsin football, the direction it's going, the recruiting. What now? How do you feel your confidence level in Wisconsin football? Stay tuned. We're going to talk about it all when we come back. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers held on to beat the Patriots 27-24. The lead changed six times in the game before Green Bay went 77 yards on a 12-play drive to set up Mason Crosby for a winning field goal 31 yards out as time expired in overtime. Packers wide receiver Randall Cobb. Find a way to win a football game, man. It's it's hard to win in this league, and so many different guys made an impact on that drive uh, to put us in that situation for Mason to go out there and kick the field goal to win it. It's a team game, and our defense played really well. Our special teams flipped the field in many situations, uh, and they came up big there at the end with the field goal. The Patriots lost quarterback Brian Hoyer to a concussion early in the game. Third-string rookie Bailey Zappi came in to lead New England's offense with a quarterback rating of 107.4. Head coach Bill Belichick dialed up a defense that kept Aaron Rodgers and his receivers timing out of sync. Rodgers throwing only the fourth pick six of his career. Bill's, you know, a great coach. He had a great scheme. The guys made some plays. Felt like we got into a rhythm and second half with some of the play calls i settled in and usually don't have two terrible halves so kind of returned to the form i expect for myself and and we started moving football bill belichick in the end you know rogers is just too good Um, he made some some throws that only rogers can make Um, we had pretty good coverage on on some of those and he just you know he's just too smart too good too accurate and in the end, he just he got us. We couldn't quite do enough. So the Packers improved to 3-1 and one and head to London to play the Giants, who beat the Bears. New England falls to 1-3 and three and in last place in the AFC East. Patriot safety Devin McCourtney on life after Tom Brady. Um, 2020 was 7-9. Last year we had a, a couple runs, but I think to get blown out in the playoffs, I wouldn't say hasn't always been uh, Super Bowls and AFC Championships. So uh, just got to keep battling. 
keep fighting um, and, and try to find our way. That's the Patriots' Devin McCourty. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Big weekend down at uh, Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water. Thanks to Joe and Ellen Hennis. They had a terrific motorcycle ride this past weekend. They had an 80s night on on Saturday, which looked fantastic. Uh, the ride yesterday, a lot of the uh, proceeds, the proceeds went to Fisher House, Wisconsin. Uh, so if you go out and you're thinking about a place to go and want to support uh, either one of those, any of the businesses we Discuss, but uh, both of them did fantastic. Sloppy Joe's out in Hubertus, Smoke on the Water on Okachi, two terrific places, terrific places. And uh, not to mention the fact that uh, they do a lot of charitable work in the community. Just great, great stuff. Great, great stuff. Uh, let's get to the phone calls, talking about this Wisconsin Badger program. And I promise you, we it's a Green and Gold Monday. we got a lot to discuss when it comes to the Wisconsin Badgers, but I, I think we would be doing a, a disservice if we didn't talk some or to the uh, Green Bay Packers, but I think we would do a disservice if we weren't talking some uh, Badger football as well as to what happened over the weekend with uh, the firing of Paul Chris. Let's go to uh, Kevin listening to us in Green Bay. Kevin, how you doing, man? What's going on? Good morning, Mr. Bill. Um, so I am a Florida State guy, and so I uh, am feeling the pain of Wisconsin football right now because we have really been through it the last few years. And here's the thing. I give great credit to the ad for pulling the trigger on this early and i think this is something that we're seeing a trend in um in the big time uh big time college football world if you got a coach that's just that the, his team is going into a tailspin or they're sluggish you cannot afford to wait and see if the thing turns around you got to get out of it get out of it now and here's the reason why college football landscape has completely changed it is becoming every day more and more like the NFL. And I mean, it's NFL money-like, too. Coaches are paid, you know, in some cases, better than NFL coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, the players are all getting paid now that are, that are four-stars, five-star players. These NIL deals are huge. So here's the question I have. Do you think that Wisconsin brain trust, football brain trust, think that their boosters, their alumni, do they have a stomach to really look this thing in the eye and say, are we going to compete at the highest level in college football because it's getting harder and harder to do? Or are we going to be happy um, being a uh, seven, eight, uh, eight-game winner every year? Because if you can't get the, the three-star, four-star, five-star kids, and they meant you to have NL, NIL deals, that means you got to upgrade your facilities to keep, compete with the likes of Ohio State and Michigan and Clemson and Alabama. I mean, to be in, the, in that top ten level, you have got to throw just gobs of money at it. Does Wisconsin have that kind of money? Are the people willing to do that? And are they willing to look themselves in the eye and say, do we just need to retweak this thing with somebody like Jim Leonard and maybe get a little bit better? Or do we really need to grab the bull by the horns and say, we're going to compete at the highest level by hiring a big-time coach and going after the big-time kids? 
I'm curious what your thoughts are on that, Bill. That's a great question. I appreciate the phone call. He he brings up a lot. We're up against the top of the hour. So let's do this. Uh, and, and I'll get to Mike as well. Mike, I know you're on hold. Hang in there. But uh, we are sitting at the top of the hour, and I want to give you your due, uh, your due justice. But I want to address what, what Kevin had to say because there's a lot there. And that is something right now as Chris McIntosh stares into the mirror and the alums and such stare into the mirror. It's like, what do you want to be? What is stated and what is real? What is stated and what is real? And are they on the same path? Because they cannot be parallel and they cannot be discerning. They have to be on the same track. Great question. Great way to end the first hour. We continue on coming up in the next or the uh, an hour from now. We got uh, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette breaking down the film from last night. We got a lot from Matt Lafleur, a lot Matt, from from inside the locker room. We've got more. We're going to hear from uh, Chris McIntosh and uh, Jim Leonard coming up. Mike, hang in there. I promise I'm going to get to you. One hour down, more yet to go. The Bill Michaels Show, brought to you by our friends at the Social House H A U S on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Great people over there, and I saw a big watch party for the games yesterday. Good stuff. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.